0: Let's get this revolution started. You're listening to the Compassion Revolution podcast. Each week, we'll be looking at love, compassion, courage and tenderness, and all the hard work of showing up to shape a compassion revolution. I'm Mary Freer, and there's so much more for us to learn. Let's dive in. Hello, dear ones. Thank you for joining me again this week. I'm so glad you did. If I haven't told you before, I love catching up with you. So settle in, especially all you goal setting achievement gurus. I'm one of you, so you're quite safe here. I love a goal and I can be super productive. I love nothing more than doing the hard part first or ticking off a list of things. I sometimes even write things on my to-do list that I have already done, just so I can start out with a few ticks. Do you do that? But lately, I've been thinking about just how much pressure we're under and how disconnected we can become from the real, living, breathing world around us. All the luscious things that are happening right under our nose or in our heart, This neoliberal stranglehold, it's killing us. This idea that we need to be productive all the time, that we're we're just a series of units of production, it's wearing so many people out. Being connected all the time, checking your emails, before we've even fully woken from our sleep, monitoring social media, it's just not good for us. We're experiencing information overload, We are under constant information assault. It's like drinking from a fire hydrant. You can probably guess by now that I'm reading How to Do Nothing, Resisting the Attention Economy by Jenny O'Dell, and I am loving it. I highly recommend it. It's not actually about doing nothing. It's really that all the wonderful somethings that we want to do have been relegated to the status of nothing because they're not productive units of energy. One of the things that seems really important to me is having an interior life, a space that is mine, where I can be silent, where I can settle into the rhythm of my breathing and wonder about things where I can draw every day, not to sell the drawings or to attract a bigger online audience, but simply because I love drawing and it helps me process things. We see this in the workplace all the time. Interacting with people and talking with them so that we can understand how we might be of assistance is considered time-consuming, so we replace that with an online survey. It reminds me of those telephone recordings, you know when you're queued to speak to someone in a bank or a corporation. Your call is important to us. No it's not, or you would employ sufficient staff to answer my call and not keep me on hold for 15 minutes listening to awful music. Jenny O'Dell says in her book, I want to be clear, I'm not actually encouraging anyone to stop doing things completely. In fact, I think doing nothing in the sense of refusing productivity and stopping to listen entails an active process of listening that seeks out the effects of racial, environmental and economic injustice and brings about real change. I consider doing nothing both as a kind of deprogramming device and as sustenance for those feeling too disassembled to act meaningfully. On this level, the practice of doing nothing has several tools to offer us when it comes to resisting the attention economy. I love this. And then she goes on to talk about how doing nothing can act as a tool for repair. Doing nothing is important because it really helps us to heal, reflect and sustain ourselves, both individually and collectively. She says, when overstimulation has become a fact of life, I suggest that we reimagine FOMO as NOMO, the necessity of missing out. And if that bothers you, you could try NOSMO, the necessity of sometimes missing out. This is how we care for ourselves. Not in this new commoditized care that's all about buying expensive body lotions, but a self-care the way maybe Audre Lorde meant it when she said, caring for myself is not self-indulgence, it is self-preservation, and that is an act of political warfare. Anyway, Alden in that great book of hers goes on to say that doing nothing has another important function. It sharpens our ability to listen. This is so important. Doing nothing is to hold yourself still so that you can perceive what is actually there. And then she quotes Gordon Hempson. He's an acoustic ecologist, and he records natural soundscapes. And he said this wonderful thing. He said, silence is not the absence of something, but the presence of everything. The attention economy demands that we communicate with each other by shouting, liking, posting, and having an oversimplified take on just about everything everything. I've read a headline, I know all about it, but they don't encourage listening to what people are really saying. We're obsessed with connectivity, but we rarely explore sensitivity, the type of interaction where two bodies come together in real time and speak with each other and listen to each other. And after some awkward, ambiguous sharing of ideas, they begin to understand a little more about each other. They practice empathy and curiosity. They may never agree, but they can change each other because they're willing to persevere. Maybe we have to put down our phones and engage with real people as much as we can for the next few days and see if we can relearn how to do that. I'm willing, if you are. Until next time, may you be well, may you be happy, and may you meet someone extraordinary. This, revolution, let's get it started. this podcast is a production of Freer Thinking, and our theme music is produced by Iris Latour on I Love You, Let's Party. Let's get this Subscribe to hear more about us at compassionrevolution.care or drop us a line podcast at compassionrevolution.care and if you'd like to leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast we'd really appreciate it and don't forget generously share with your friends viva la revolution